Today's bonus episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now, let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Nothing would be better than seeing the place packed with Muni kids. Thanks to some prodding led by Rob Cashel and Marla Rude Ratzliff, the new clubhouse is named in Jack's honor. Now that the COVID pandemic is pretty much a thing of the past, they are officially holding a ceremony to officially dedicate the clubhouse for a man who served as a club pro from 1969 through 1996. I will be there. You better believe it. Nothing could possibly make me miss it. If you are a Muni kid too, I hope to see you there. It will be great to see the Crowley family and tell stories about Jack. Over the years, Jack was my playing instructor, personal magician, playing partner, boss, and, most importantly, my friend. I was completely devastated when he died of a heart attack at the age of 74 back in 2010, and I have a thousand stories of the man I love like a grandfather. This column is one of them. You can read it for yourself at ButteCast.com. Tapper Light, the golf pro and Mount St. Helens. No matter what I tell them, my wife and kids just cannot understand my infatuation with Mount St. Helens, the volcano in southwest Washington. While I have never been there, it seems like the mountain and I are old friends. Mount St. Helens blew its top on May 18, 1980. It was a Sunday. I did not have to look up the day of the week because that eruption, which blanketed Butte with ash, occurred on family day at the Highland View Golf Course. While the volcano started erupting early in the morning, we didn't know about it until late in the afternoon. It was, after all, way before social media and 24-hour cable news. For nearly two months, we knew there was a chance the volcano was going to erupt in a big way, though nobody probably believed it would blow up with an explosion that was 1,600 times the size that the atomic bomb dropped in Hiroshima. I found out about the eruption from Jack Crowley, the golf pro at the course we affectionately called the Muni. Jack, who was the world's oldest little kid and a man I love like a grandfather, was warning everyone as if we were about to be overcome by a wall of ash and lava in any minute. He was making himself a mask, which I believe included a garbage bag and a coffee filter. Even as a six-year-old boy, I knew that mask was nothing short of ridiculous. Family Day happened once a month, on a Sunday, from May through September during Jack's magical 29 seasons as the pro. It included a potluck lunch, a scramble, a duffer's derby, and a whole lot of fun. 
That one day each month was probably why the Muni was like one big family. Everyone knew everyone at that golf course. The Derby was always the last event of the day, and Jack ran out to warn the golfers about Mount St. Helens as they made their way down the ninth hole. He was wearing his mask. He told everyone that Mount St. Helens erupted and everyone had to go home immediately. You could see the dark clouds approaching. They were looming in the distance like a major thunderstorm. I don't remember if I witnessed ash falling that night, but I remember that I woke up to our yard and car covered with what looked like gray snow. School was canceled. Even though I was in kindergarten and I still liked school at that stage in my life, that was welcome news. I watched everything I could about Mount St. Helens. A year after the eruption, the movie St. Helens was released on HBO. We had a scrambler in the back of our TV so we could watch the movie. I watched and watched and watched. At the next family day, or it could have even been any family day in the next two years, I remember playing in the mud where they were adding on a section on the north end of the old clubhouse. I was playing with the Murphy brothers, Scott, Tim, Art, and Ryan, and we made mountains in the mud. I made Mount St. Helens. At first, I had the pre-1980 version of the mountain. Then I made the booming sound effects as I made it erupt out the north side, leaving it kind of look like a horseshoe from the top. It was one of my favorite memories from the Muni, and about 90% of my good times as a boy came from that golf course. Most of the good memories involved Jack, who would wow us with magic when he wasn't showing us a trick on the golf course. My family was so close to Jack that I thought we were related when I was little. We might as well have been. He was one of my grandpa's best friends. My grandpa would easily find fault in anyone, but not Jack. He was untouchable. He was as good as they come. Jack was at the Muni every day during his 29 seasons as pro from 1969 through 1996. He opened the clubhouse shortly after the sun came up, and he was there to close it after dark. In his song River Kids, the great musician Tim Montana sings, Take me back, take me back, back when we were river kids. I sometimes find myself singing that song, but about Muni kids. I would give anything to go back and be a Muni kid again. A million perfect things came together just right to make it such a magical place. And the number one thing was Jack. He poured his whole life into that golf course. Over the last couple of months, I've been thinking about the old golf pro quite a bit. That's because I've been looking forward to this Saturday at noon when the new Jack Crowley Clubhouse at the Muni will officially be dedicated in honor of the pro who passed away in 2010. It was just 74. Jack's family, including his son John and his daughters Jody and Paula, will be there for the dedication, as will hopefully hundreds of former Muni kids who knew the greatness of the old course and the old pro. Coincidentally, I have also been thinking about Mount St. Helens. I have been reading a ton about the mountain, and I have watched countless videos. I even watched the movie St. Helens for the first time in 40 years. The movie is available for free on YouTube, no scrambler required, and it is awful. Like with the movie Titanic, the movie makers had a great true story to tell. Instead, they chose to insert fiction into it. Terrible fiction. Instead of honoring the great David Johnson, the volcanologist killed in the eruption, it featured a rebel geologist named David Jackson. As if there was ever such a thing as a rebel geologist. But I will probably watch the movie again, just for the eruption scenes. Mount St. Helens came back into my life thanks to my new friend Robert Lester, the mountaineer who finished his canoe journey from Butte to the Pacific Ocean this past weekend. Robert was a guest on my podcast a while back, and he was talking about some of his greatest adventures. One story Robert told was about the time he climbed up the south side of Mount St. Helens. I told him how I was always fascinated by that mountain and the story of its eruption. 
A couple days later, Robert showed up at my house with a photo he took from the top of the mountain, looking down into its crater. You can see down to Spirit Lake where Harry R. Truman, a World War I veteran who would not leave his home during the evacuation orders, lived. In the distance looking north, you can see Mount Rainier. I put the photo, which is 20 inches wide and 30 inches tall, in a frame and hung it on the wall above my computer. Sometimes I just sit back and stare at the photo for an hour or more. It really is that great. The photo is truly one of the best gifts I have ever received. In addition to its beauty, it is a reminder of some of the best days of my life. Every time I look at that photo, I think of the greatest golf pro to ever live, wearing a mask that was completely ridiculous. Proud to be from you, America, USA.